0: If you've got a little story you need to share, pull up a chair, he'll listen. Despite of the name and despite of the logo, there's definitely no knitting on this show. Called Good, Good Yarns. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Good Yarns. I'm your host, Shad Wicker. This is your storytelling podcast where every week I get a brand new guest on, to share an outrageous and often quite funny story from their life. The whole premise of this podcast is basically that everyone has at least one good yarn to tell. And we're trying to compile them all in this podcast right here. I'm feeling good uh, for this potty. I just got back today from uh, Byron Bay, just travelled down to Byron Bay because being in Queensland, our borders are slowly opening back up. And, uh, yeah, went for a nice little cheeky trip. I'll tell you what, though, I will say this. We went and had breakfast, um, my partner and I, and is, have we not told cafes that it is impossible to cut the crusts on their bread? <laughs> Surely I'm not the only person that is struggling to cut their bread with a butter knife when it seems to be constructed with, like, the Great Wall of China protecting the sweet, soft inside. You know what I mean? Like, they give you this sourdough thick crust thing that is impossible to carve down with this butter knife. I reckon it'd be hard even with a serrated knife anyway, you know? And then you're like, you're cutting up the inside of your mouth because unfortunately, like most people, the inside of my mouth doesn't represent the same kind of texture as a tradesman's hand, you know? Got to take out private health cover just to eat this bloody breakfast. Anyway, it was a bit – I said I was in a good mood and then it just immediately goes into a bad mood. But I am in a good mood because we've got a live version of Good Yards that's going to be taking place on Friday the 10th of July. That is this Friday, if you're listening to this as soon as it was released. It's going to be in Brisbane and we have released a bunch more tickets because of COVID restrictions easing. So go to goodchatcomedy.com to get your hands on those new tickets. Uh, Chris Martin and Mel Buttle are going to be sharing some Good yarns live on stage and you can get five bucks off your ticket by using the code word yarns. Simple as that. Yarns. <laughs> get five bucks off your ticket. Also going to be doing a live show after that I'm really excited um, to be doing with my good friend Peter James, who actually does the intro for this podcast right here. It's called Shad and Pete Save the World. Those tickets are real cheap as well. Um, get some cash off it. Uh, with the promo code PROBLEMS. I'll put the links to all this in the show notes anyway, so don't feel like you've got to take notes. And if you're outside of Brisbane, completely irrelevant to you, I know, and I apologise, but, you know, shameless plugs is what this area of the podcast is filled with. our um, guess this week is Jojo Barnes. She's from far north Queensland. She's a mum of two. She's a small business owner. She's done all sorts of things in her life. And it becomes very clear in this good yarn that when I say she's done all sorts of things, I mean, all sorts of things. Uh, Have you ever gone into a job thinking you knew exactly what was expected of you, only for it all to be turned upside down in the space of half an hour? Well, that's what happened to young Jojo. Now, Jojo's from New Zealand. Uh, She was in Auckland, which is where this story takes place. And I also know that we have a lot of Auckland listeners for this podcast. So, hey! Homegrown story for you. You may know the establishment that she describes in this episode. It remains nameless. But uh, we do talk about the New Zealand Warriors briefly, the rugby league side for New Zealand, for those that aren't from the Southern Hemisphere or or fans of rugby league. They're actually my rugby league team that I go for. I make a joke in this about how bad they are and how they always lose. But ironically, as I'm recording this, we fucking won on the weekend, which is exciting and awesome, but my reference still stands in this episode. <laughs> um, Jojo basically went to start a new job uh, when she was about 28 years old, a uh, half-hour trial to uh, get this bar job that she went for. Um, but in the space of that half-hour, she then became the manager Uh, when you find out what kind of establishment this was, if it isn't already evident in the title, uh, then you'll see just how crazy it is that she became the boss in the space of half an hour. So she takes us through her one night of work where she went from a 30 minute trial to the boss and things get pretty outlandish, um, and quite sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Here is another good yarn for you by Jojo Barnes. Make sure you get tickets to the live show and also get in touch at Wicked Shad on Insta for all your feedback or if you've got a good yarn of your own. Enjoy. Well,
1: back in the days before social media was a big thing, I I was applying for a few jobs and uh, I in for a job interview somewhere and was uh given a promotion before it even started. Right. Yeah, I showed up at the address and I had a feeling because it was in an area where there are some what would they have called them in the olden days, houses of ill repute. Oh um yeah it was a bit of a district. Um and so I went anyway, I thought, you know what, there's a couple of trendy little fringe bars around there. There's some coffee shops.
0: You just don't know. Is this kind Showed of up. like the cross kind of area of Auckland? It is. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, the, it's the cross kind of area and just down a little bit from there. So it was on the fringe of the cross. Right. Showed up at the door, and yeah, it was. There was no. There's no signs. There's just a big number and glass doors and cameras everywhere. And I was there to do a trial, so they invited me in to do an hour long trial. Um, I I showed up and I did my interview. He said, "So you know what kind of place this is?" Yes, and uh, you know, have you ever been in one of these places before? No. Are you worried? Are you freaked out? No, not at all. You know, oldest profession in the world. Do you get where I'm going? The kind of house it was. The yeah, so it was? it's a
0: brothel. You're uh, at a brothel. It was right a brothel. Now.
1: Yes, it I, was a brothel.
0: <laughs> just i like I'm not. I've never frequented a brothel though. Have you
1: been in one? I've been in <laughs> okay.
0: one before. But I don't remember there being a bar. <laughs> like
1: it, they are in New Zealand. It's great. You sit there, you have a few drinks. Quite often people do it on a night out. They'll just come in and sit there and then watch the girls, the working girls parade through for the night and you just pick them up and right. have a drink with them. And it kind, It's kind of like at a strip club in a lot of the places in New Zealand. It's not like in the movies. So you just go into the bar, you sit down and have a drink and the girls just come and sit and mingle with you and chat to you.
0: Because when you were first describing the place, I thought it was going to be a strip club. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's set up. It, the entrance, so the, the main area is like a strip club, yeah, but not a strip club. It was it was a brothel. You, was got, a brothel. you got there in the. So end. did
0: you think that this bar job was a club job, or did you think, oh, this is probably going to be a strip club job?
1: I wasn't sure. I thought it was probably a strip club
0: job. Okay, so, so which not, I was okay with anyway. Yeah, so not one part yeah. of you was like, eh, "I'm going to go and work with the ladies of the night."
1: No, that's right. a very small part of me, but. Then yeah, once I was there, I went, okay, well, I guess, I guess we're doing this. Okay. And uh, the owner got a bit panicked just after we'd done my interview and he said, yep, cool. You're hired, get in behind the bar. And I'm there, I'm, you know, impressing people. And he <laughs> came in looking a bit worried. And he said, can you just come out here, come into the next room? And I said, yes, yeah. look, you're overqualified for the job. I'm sorry, but we don't need you as a bartender anymore. And I'm like, well, "Fuck! I've already been here for half an hour. Yeah, and he right. said, no, look, basically we've just lost our venue manager and uh, I want you to start tonight. What? Yeah. So the venue manager had walked out. The Warriors had just won a game.
0: Well, the New Zealand Warriors <laughs> won a game. Jeez, this is going a while back.
1: It was. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine the kind of night they were expecting there because... The Warriors never win, right? Although it's the same, the Warriors lose, the Warriors win, but there's a bit more celebration when the Warriors
0: win. So you're telling me, as a side note to this story, that when the New Zealand Warriors (laughs) win a game of rugby league, they go to the brothel.
1: That's what you're telling me right now. I am not (laughs) saying that, but I am not not saying. (laughs) Right. I mean, not the whole team,
0: obviously. What
1: is done? Not, obviously not. Very stand-up gentlemen. Um, I'm talking about the fans, Shad. I'm not talking about the team.
0: Yeah, because the fans go, geez, we won 24 to 10 over the Tigers. Better go get a root.
1: (laughs) 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 But it is, it's, it's, it's what you do. It's a celebratory thing, you know. You go out, you have a few drinks and then you... All right, have a <laughs> have a bit of a party room. It's a party room, shout. Anyway, so, so she like, I'm, "I'm I'm screwed. I need somebody."
0: Holy shit! So, what was that night like? Like, how? What What time is it?
1: The time was seven p.m.
0: Okay, so it's seven o'clock yeah. at night. You've been there for half an yep, hour serving drinks. Sunday,
1: I guess. Yep.
0: And they're like, "Hey, you are now the the bar manager now. The venue manager, yeah. Oh, or the venue mat. You're in charge of the yeah, girls, the vet, like the
1: whole place. I'm in charge of yeah, like." He was the owner, and that would make me the general manager of an establishment
0: I think that I knew that, nothing about. I think that would make you the madam, actually, if I know my terms. You did actually, and
1: that's why I have a nickname of Madam JoJo.
0: What happened in this night? Like, what? Ha- like, take me through a night in this venue as the new madam of a brothel. Half an hour into a trial. <laughs>
1: The first part was learning to understand the switchboard. So basically when the girls went in, there's this big switchboard with flashing lights and buzzers and as a girl goes in, you give them a key, you sign, you take the cash and then you press a little button on the switchboard and when it's time for them to ha- get a warning phone call, it starts to flash. What's so the warning a phone warning call? Warning phone call. Yep, so the phone rings and it rings twice next to the bed so you know that you've only got 10 minutes left.
0: Oh, so and it's then, like better make him come.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like... Whatever it is, better he, he's crying on the floor. Better pick him up and put his clothes back on. Like one, <laughs> one <out> of the two. <laughs> um, so do that. And then I learned as well as part of my job as venue manager, was uh washing the towels. That was oh that was a that was fun. Um that was not fun. If it, I'll tell you what, the one thing that I never ever want to have to smell again <sighs> is the smell of the laundry of a brothel after the Warriors have won a game. That oh. is just, that is not.
0: <laughs> It'd smell like a 15-year-old's bedroom, wouldn't it? <laughs> or
1: oh, oh, worse. Oh, worse. I-
0: <laughs> that's yuck. And
1: that's your job?
0: Can't you hire someone yeah. for a trial? Like-
1: <laughs> well, no, yeah, probably. On a busy night, everyone's just got to literally muck in. So... I'm trying to handle the trial girls that were in the bar, plus the bartenders, plus we had on that night 42 girls working in a three-level club.
0: Wow. That's a yeah. busy brothel.
1: That's a busy – it was the busiest, the
0: biggest and the busiest. Okay, so um, so you're now in charge. I'm the boss lady. I'm the madam. What were the ladies like? Were the ladies kind of like – because, you know, I imagine the last madam they were a fan of or –
1: the last madam walked out because they bullied her out of there. They made her cry and she ran away. Yeah. Look, honestly, most of them just normal working, you know, working girls, normal girls, they were friendly and helpful. And then the other half of them just decided they were going to try and destroy my life really early on in the piece, just however they could fuck with me. Oh, by the way, we normally get our cash up front. Oh, by the way, I'm normally allowed to go out for an hour and get cigarettes and then, I wasn't, yeah, they tried to screw me around. But the best one where there were these two young girls, Colombian girls, they arrive late and the boss said, he calls on the phone, he's like, you should tell those bitches that they better not be late again or they're not going to have a job. And I'm like, hey, ladies. Apparently, you're not allowed to be oh, we don't un-, and they're like no tienda we, we don't understand sorry 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 and they ran away and anytime I called on them that night I'm like hey this guy's called for you they went oh no I understand no I understand and I could see them on the camera and they just spent the whole time in the staff room smoking cigarettes and you know whatever being
0: cute but don't they not um, get we'll come- paid
1: no they don't get paid um, so why are they, they just coming there to
0: smoke look, some darts uh,
1: because they would wander through the bar every once in a while and see if there was anyone that was good looking, clean looking, or rich looking. And if there wasn't, they'd just go back out the back and smoke
0: ciggies again. Oh, you're in the wrong really. Like on. I
1: guess they didn't they didn't really need the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll come back to those girls later. So that was that was my night. They they basically played dumb for the night. And then uh, it got interesting. I had a bloke come in and he said, Look, have you got anyone that'll beat me a little and I said we've oh. we've got a few because I'm going through my book like okay yep Tabitha Tabitha will do whips and chains yep cool oh so everyone's got said, a profile yep. yeah they've got a profile they've got a name and what they like to do what they will and won't do the number of and then at the same time you're answering phone calls and it's usually blokes going hello Ugh. Do you like to suck dick? Like, oh, hi. No, I don't, but you know who does? Trixie loves to suck dick. She's a 19-year-old blonde with big tits and it. Yeah, that's...
0: That is a weird, like, I mean, I know he's running a brothel, but, I mean, like, surely, you know, it's business up front. That kind of stuff is later on in the game. You can't just answer with that. There's guys her. that
1: get off on that too, or there's 15-year-old boys that go, <laughs> hello, hello,
0: <laughs>
1: Penis. <laughs> <laughs> So I said to this boy, yep, and I surprised her in my name, Tabitha. And Tabitha was what we, was our plus size Barbie. She was always perfectly made up. She looked just like a Barbie doll, but super duper curvy. She spoke like she, she, like a truck driver, smoked a couple of packets of ciggies a day, and she was just pure filth. So called Tabitha, she came down, she's like, yeah, come on up, buddy. Next thing she calls down, she's like, you need to get Ronnie out of the bar for me. So I got Ronnie out of the bar. She said that this guy had some very special needs. So I went, okay. So we sent the two girls up and I'm looking on the cameras and watching people come in and out of the doors. And next minute I see Tabitha, topless, riding this bloke down the hallway like a horse. (laughs) Whilst Ronnie is running naked behind them, whipping him on the ass, (laughs) And then I'm watching them on the cameras and then they come galloping down the stairs. So she's riding him. He's like grunting and she's whipping him. And then the boss calls on the phone. He's like tell them to get back in the fucking room. I'm like, what? They're having fun. He's like, we don't allow that. Get him back in the room or you're all fine. Like, Jesus, please go back upstairs. Go. So riding him back upstairs with <laughs> an hour later, I give them the buzzer and they call back. They're like, Oh, he wants us for another hour. No worries. And literally every hour after that, for the next 11 hours, they just kept Growing more, I don't know what this bloke did for a living. This guy but spent 11 hours. 11 hours with these two chicks. He's it rich. Act, it happens more often than you'd believe. Yeah, rich. Or usually they're like um, FIFO workers or oil, you know, workers that have been out for months, not seen a woman, and come back filthy rich and then uh, don't know what to do with it. So that's what they do. They get ridden up and down hallways by by
0: plus-size working girls. That is outrageous. <laughs> Was he a big fella or what like cause He was a
1: big fella. She's he looked big. look he looked like a like a cattle farmer, you know, or a sheep farmer. Real right. just blokey, salt of the earth, really friendly, nice, solid looking. Maybe lad. he
0: was a farmer and he was just jealous right, of all. He the, could have been, you know what? He was and jealous the of the, the horses. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <So> fuck <careful, laughs> kid. That's what a I job, want. Though. I want one of those. I want to be ride like one of those horses. Anyway, <laughs> I, boys. I wanna be I'm off to be Auckland for eleven hours. And I, <laughs> That's an
1: extra $150. The greatest part is the, the girls that have been doing it for the longest said that you've got to get into the what people would consider more fringe gross stuff because they're paying you more to piss and shit on them. And if some of these women end up either completely hating men or hated them to begin with. So I mean, yeah, they, they're like we very rarely have to have sex with them. They just want us to degrade them and it's wonderful.
0: Because it's all rich people, eh? It's a lot of it's like people that are powerful yeah, and it's mostly up. it's mostly rich people.
1: Yeah. And you know, the Warriors, for instance.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what did the Warriors get?
1: Party rooms, <laughs> multiple hot girls. There'd be yeah, there'd be two or three blokes in a room with, you know, six girls. And occasionally they'd be there for, you know, a couple of shifts. So we'd rotate the girls. They'd have to be the models, the fresh ones, you
0: know, fresh. I mean, it's fascinating to me because it's the Warriors. Like, (laughs) like in terms of sporting teams in New Zealand, they are like, they're below the tall blacks, which is the basketball team. (laughs) like. Like no wonder they're going to the brothel. That's why they're going there because the, they yeah, can't
1: the gu- get <laughs> the girls. Loved it. The they don't girls have actual
0: groupies. They have to go and pay yeah. for the
1: group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and so it was. It was going. We the worries were there. They were having a fight. No, they didn't arrive till later. They didn't arrive till about eleven o'clock that night. So there was a bloke that uh, he had hurt one of the girls a little. I got a call from upstairs saying a bloke's hurt me, and I'm like, no worries. I'll call security. And then I found out that we don't have security oh, but I'm no. the Security, yeah because if anything bad happens then the cops could get called and if the cops get called then everything you know you just don't want to do that yeah so i found out that i was the security i'm like i can do that i've handled this before i'm good at de-escalating situations so i went to remove this bloke and he was a six foot god knows what i'm not very big russian dude and he got really upset Really, really upset that I was. She's a liar. I'd love to do a Russian accent. I'm not going to even bother. So I'm removing this bloke down the stairs, chatting to him really gently, like, okay, look, come out. So, do you want to have a cigarette? Let's go outside and have a smoke. And as we're getting out through the glass doors, I know that there's an emergency button. So once I get him out into the, you know, midway, we're fine. We get out into the doors. I press the button jump back in he's stuck he's out he's gone he's yelling and screaming saying he's going to kill somebody saying he's going to call the police because we've ripped him off and we've cheated him and and I said look sorry mate see you later bye um later I stepped outside uh to have a cigarette I was naughty I smoked back then and it was hours later and he jumps out from behind his car with a knife holy shit yeah and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. He's chasing me back into, so I'm running in, I'm screaming. I'm back pressing the on brothel. The button. Yeah, at the brothel. So I'm outside the security door. So I'm pressing the emergency button to be let back in. The girls let me back in. And then the two little Colombian chicks come running out of the staff room. <laughs> One of them has a knife. The other one's like, I will fucking cut you, you <laughs> you're motherfucker and then the other one's like shoving him and kicking him and the other one's waving a knife in his face and she's got him around the ankles and they're like you'll get the fuck out of here and they're knife 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 and i'm like holy shit so massive russian dude runs and he she's like we like you you can stay and then they disappear back to the staff
0: the <laughs> colombians aren't even prostitutes they're security they were, they they were, were s- killers they were security they were the whole time killers. I <laughs> know.